So I'm just gonna yeah. Um, start over. We'll, we'll just we'll just start over. All right. You know, some just some some solid technical difficulties. Um, yeah, never stopped anybody. So I'm just gonna hop right into it then. Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is NBA, uh, the podcast where we try to talk NBA shit, but. We mostly just talk a lot of shit. Uh, Jay and Nikki are hanging out in LA, so I am your host, Tad. Uh, excited to be here um, with friend of the pod and founder of Tankathon.com, Matt Hoover, who we've had on a few times. Um, I will let Matt go ahead and introduce himself for those of you who haven't uh, listened to our previous episodes with him or who just aren't aware of Tankathon.com by now. But in all honesty, if you're not aware of that site by now and you're an NBA fan, you need to figure it out. So uh, Matt, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, so I'm Matt Hoover. I run Tankathon and it's a resource for fans of bad teams mostly. Uh, let's you track what your draft pick will be and check out the upcoming prospects. As a Magic fan, I think this is the first time in a long time I did not spend a lot of hours simulating the lottery and like creeping the mock draft. Um, I mean, I definitely looked at the mock draft quite a bit, but not as much in like as in recent years, which is actually sort of sort of nice. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the ultimate goal is you spend your time in the lottery, pay your dues, and then get some better players and get out and get into the playoffs. It's been a long time. <laughs> As an Orlando fan, it, it has been. Do you um, think you'll stay there next year? I, th- I mean, I think so. Like, I really do. I think, uh, I, you know, I, I think we're – I don't think we're going to be, like, far removed from the lottery. But, you know, hey, we picked at 16 this year. That's two spots out of the lottery. I'll, I'll live with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you, I know we, we talked about this earlier prior to the technical difficulties, but you started this when Rose had a second knee injury. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just following the ESPN standings um, in reverse order and counting the rows to see where the Bulls uh, number in the lottery would be. And then uh, created this little site for myself and then posted it on a couple of message boards and it, it grew and now it's pretty pretty big site I guess in the NBA world I mean you've got a pretty like Daryl Morey follows you on Twitter which is just really really cool so <laughs> yeah. um Mark Stein too now oh re- yeah. ooh, look at you yeah that's big time it really is. I like it was, that it was, it was pretty cool to see that that's awesome uh, you don't do you have the blue check mark yet are you a blue no, check mark guy no, and it took away like the ability to apply for it so uh, it's mysterious now that's the elusive blue check mark yeah um Cool. Yeah. So I actually, it's funny. I'm actually kind of glad that we ran into the difficulties that we did recording um, beforehand because, um, shoot, I just totally lost my train of thought. Cool. That's good. That's, um, that's great. Um, Oh yeah, I I, I got it here. So first and foremost, we, we didn't even start to talk about this. What did you think of the new lottery process this year? Um, I don't think it affected teams very much. Uh, People, overreacted when they saw that like the Memphis Grizzlies and, and, and Pelicans jumped up and they're like, Oh, tanking's dead. It's not dead. I mean, teams are still going to, there's still a strong incentive to, to lose games and get more odds. I mean, uh, and I mean, people are basing this off of the equivalent of one simulation on the website. Like you see crazy stuff all the time next year, anything could happen. Like teams are still going to tank. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, in today's day and age like if 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 you're not like 
tanking has proven to be beneficial, uh-huh. right? Like, I mean, I, I think we've, we've seen that. So yeah, I don't think that it, I didn't think that it, it changed much either. Um, I was thrilled though, when neither the Knicks or the Lakers got the number one pick. See, I want the Knicks to be good. I really do. But also just all their fans that were so like, they were all cheering when the <laughs> Lakers got four. Yeah, they and then sure just all so disappointed when they got three. Yeah, they'll talk themselves into RJ Barrett. Though. It'll be okay for now. Are you are you on board with RJ Barrett? No. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just his numbers weren't great. I mean, I mean, his his like per game points assists were good, but some of the efficiency numbers weren't great. Um, just sort of the, I mean, people will talk about it, but he like the blinders he puts on and and sort of a gunner at the end of games and missing teammates, even when he's got the best college player in recent history or ever, maybe in Zion next to him. Uh, Some of his moves in the, like at the hoop, I just feel like it's hard to describe, but like watching them, I just figured like against NBA bigs, they're not going to be as effective. I don't know. He seems a little awkward down there. I I just don't, I see a little, little Wiggins ish vibes with him. Okay. That's a pretty serious indictment. <laughs> I don't, I think he'll be better than Wiggins. I, I, the biggest thing that I struggled with him was when Zion got hurt, uh, him and Cam Reddish didn't like they, 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 they showed a very glaring lack of ability to like take over games. Like they sort of looked lost without Zion. Obviously they still won their fair share of games. Um, and certainly like obviously having a guy like Zion is such a huge difference for your team, because as you said, he may arguably be the greatest player, college player, um, that anybody's ever seen. But yeah, I was really disappointed with how they, like they failed to like really respond well to, you know, Zion going down. So I, I tend to agree with you. I don't know. Andrew Wiggins, man, that's, that's rough. Um, I mean, Wiggins was so hyped out of, out of, uh, college too i mean it was him and parker jabari parker and and uh and um Embiid. and like actually that when i first made tankathon um it was the 2013-14 season and there was another site called tanking for wiggins.com that also popped up at the same time and uh that one it was a little more short-lived but uh i mean wiggins the hype was crazy for wiggins more than more than verity i yeah i mean i i like i really as an orlando fan at that time like uh, I mean, still I am an Orlando fan, but when, during that time as an Orlando Magic fan, uh, I, I like would always tweet about how badly like I wanted Jabari and like look at, I mean, oh, yeah, just, I wanted Jabari too. It's just it, well, as a Bulls Wait, fan, well, you did you got him. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really want him at that point. <laughs> I, I was when they signed him, I was like, oh, I, I guess it's worth the risk. What else are we gonna do? But that quickly proved foolish. What uh, what was your biggest surprise of the night? Uh, hmm. I mean, I guess Cameron Johnson at 11 was surprising. Um, I, I mean, I liked him. I had him like 23rd or something on my on my board, whatever whatever that means. No, I had him like 27th, I guess. But uh, that's interesting because I actually wanted him in Orlando pretty bad uh-huh. at 16. Yeah, I think he would fit in well there. Yeah, that would have been a good pick. But to trade down, I feel like the Suns should just trade it down again if they were going to do that. I would agree with that. They also just gave up TJ Warren for mm, yeah nothing, just to save some cash. Just to, or what? yeah for cap space. Which, like, who? I mean, who are they going to sign? Are they like are they? I honestly wonder if they're trying to make a run at like D'Angelo Russell. 
Yeah, it seems like it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I agree. I thought that was kind of a reach. I also thought uh, Rui Hachimura at nine mm-hmm. might have been the the biggest reach of the draft. I also thought it was really funny that they compared him to Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got to get, like, Chauncey and who else was on? Was Jalen Rose on there? Yep. Chauncey was the guy making all the comparisons. It was really bad. Like, they, they bought Draft Express, and so they've got, like, Gavoni and – they don't put him on. Yeah, I mean, they, Mike Schmitz is, is, like, actually pretty good on TV. Like, they had him in, like, after the lottery, I think, yeah. on the draft. They should have just had him at the desk the whole time. Jay Billis doesn't really – I like Jay Billis, but, like, I don't think he was adding a lot of real good opinions. I like Jay Billis as far as the college game goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he – I mean, I, he just, like, I just don't feel like his, his knowledge of, like, the college game and college players translates well to – and, like, what guys are going to be like. Um, in the NBA, was know? was a uh, was Fran Fraschilla on the draft? I feel like he's always there for the international guys. I don't remember. That's seeing a good him. question. I don't. I don't recall seeing him either. I honestly like want to just yeah. Google it because, like, yeah. I don't think he would. Yeah, no. Yeah, I thought their coverage was bad. Um, the interviews were a lot of emotion this year in the interviews. Yeah. A lot, I, well, okay. Cool. Speaking of, I kind of wish they would stop asking players about their dead parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, it does seem like they're searching for tears sometimes. It's just like, oh, like, what would your mom think if she was here? It's like, well, she'd be really fucking proud of me, right? Like, you know, like, it, it, what? Like, there's no good answer to that question. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, it just feels like you're you're reaching to get like that emotional reaction, like get some tears out of people. But um, also, like, uh, interviewing every pick after the after the pick. Um, it really cuts on cuts down the amount of time they can really like analyze it and talk about the next team coming up what they could do. It's sort of just like interviews over. Oh, here here's the Bulls pick now. Yeah. Um, it, so it's pros and cons, I guess, of the interviews. I would agree with that too. The one thing I do really love about the NBA draft, though, is that it moves quickly. Yeah. Like the NFL draft. Fifteen is, minutes is a long. Time. It's just so long, and I like I realize like larger rosters. There's a lot more stuff that can go on. But I am grateful that the NBA draft does, like, move along pretty quickly. Especially, you know, see, when, when you're used to picking your team, you're, when you're, you're used to your team picking in the, the top ten, which, mm-hmm. you know, Orlando has been, like, it goes, you know, it, it, it's, it's super quick. But then, like, when you're sitting at 16, you're like, I don't want to wait forever. I just want to know who we're taking. Yeah. So, um, cool. So, I know we, we talked a little bit about DeAndre Hunter when we were – before we were – having the technical difficulties. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about Kobe White because you're a Bulls fan. Jay and Nikki are Bulls fans. Uh-huh. You said when you came in here that you weren't that high on that pick. Yeah, I've, I mean, I, I just – seven seems high for Kobe White, like, in a vacuum. I understand the Bulls need a point guard um, desperately. But, I don't know, I, the, the, I would just take best player available. I think I would have taken Jackson Hayes. Even if even with Wendell and Lowry in the roster, I mean, you always need a third big. I just think he's a better prospect than Kobe White. Uh, also, the Bulls don't really have any good passers. I mean, like Wendell might be the best passer on the team, which is kind of sad. Uh, That's a really good point. So, like, I wanted I wanted Lonzo really before the draft um, in a trade, but <laughs> and that comes with its own madness. But uh, White is a combo guard, I guess, and not. He's more of a scorer than a shoot. I mean, than, than a distributor. I just, I just want some good passing on the Bulls. I think 
So I'll, I'm going to back up real quick, and then I'm going to make another point. <laughs> but uh, Lonzo Ball, Jay and I get in this argument all the time. Jay also wanted Lonzo Ball really bad. Um, Lonzo Ball, first two years, has the same – actually, not the same. They're worse stats than Alfred Payton. I, he, he has the, this, this vision and feel for the game that I don't think Alfred Payton has. Um, I'm just saying they were the same age, and I, I like I, I'm a I'm not a big I used I was a big Lonzo Ball guy at one point, and I have um, really gotten off that train. So like time will tell if I'm right or wrong. Um, you probably are m- more likely to be right than I am, in all honesty. But uh, you know we'll see. But um, back to the Kobe White thing, I just feel like yeah, I kind of agree with you in the the combo guard thing. Like, what does Kobe White do differently than like Zach Levine? Yeah, I mean, maybe push it in transition more. I guess Levine's capable of doing that too. But because, um, like now, your your backcourt is just two scores. Yeah, hopefully, plays defense better. <laughs> True, but I don't think he's great at defense. Yeah, I mean, I, like I I totally get it though. Like you've got to get a point guard. But yeah, I mean, I think when you're at seven, generally, like my thought is always just take. Best player available. But. Yeah, that's going to win out in the long run, I'm sure, if you, if you consistently do that. If he was available, would you have wanted Darius Garland? Uh, not really. He played five games. Yeah, I don't, I don't have faith. I don't believe in Darius Garland, really. I mean, he was a, like number 16 recruit out of high school, um, which is pretty good, but not like top five guys normally. Um, he played four-plus games. He shot really well, really good percentages, and like all his other stats were pretty bad. Right. Um, like he hit step back jumpers, which like it's in vogue right now. Um, I just, I mean, he might be good. I think he is a good shooter, and he's got a really good handle. But um, I don't think he's a real like distributor. I don't, I don't think he's good on defense. He's small, and he might have just gotten hot shooting for a few games. It's, it's hard to draft him top five, but. Right. Well, I mean, you have like Kyrie who goes number one after playing like nine games, but like Kyrie was clearly such like, I mean, you could tell, right? Like he, I mean, if if they didn't have the age rule, Kyrie would have been a top five pick probably out of high school. And like all of Kyrie's stats were good. Like if you compare Kyrie's stats and Garland, like it's not even close, I don't think. And Kyrie also came back for the tournament and looked like he didn't miss a a step, right? So yeah, yeah, I I mean, I I completely agree with you. Um, So DeAndre Hunter, we were talking about the Hawks a little bit earlier. Hawks had a weird night. Um, yeah, I mean, do you want to I, – I obviously, I know we literally just talked about yeah. this, but – I mean, like, I, I didn't have Hunter that high. I don't think he's going to – I don't think he his ceiling is that high. Um, I mean, that's – a lot of people think that way, but if the Hawks really feel that, like, strongly about him, and I mean, they know more about him than I do, so um, maybe it's okay. But it, from my opinion, I, wouldn't, I don't think – I don't like that trade. They, they could have kept 17 and got another player. They could have had Jackson Hayes and Cam Reddish. They could have maybe had DeAndre Hunter at eight. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like – see, like I always think in some cases, I, I think if you know you want somebody and you're that high on them, like, yeah, I, I totally see like trading up to go get them. But at the same time, like I don't – like if you look at the teams that would have picked ahead of them had they not traded up, there's not one single team that I look at there and think, oh, they would have taken him. Yeah. Like every other team, the Cavs need a point guard. Um, Jarrett Culver, the uh, did he end up in Phoenix? No, he ended up in in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So um, the they need wing scoring because Wiggins is clearly not capable of doing that. <laughs> like 
and DeAndre Hunter, like in all honesty, DeAndre Hunter is probably going to be like a solid three and D guy. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't know if you pick a three and D guy at four. Right. And trade up to get him. Like yeah. when you're trading up, like you're giving up, like trading down is, is generally like a good thing to do. Like look at the Patriots, like they do it every year and they just stack picks on picks. Um, that's long-term, I think a smarter move trading up in extreme cases, like maybe last year for Luca. I mean, that obviously paid off. Um, but in general, I, I would be hesitant, really hesitant to trade up in the NBA draft. I will say this much. Uh, the Hawks did make that trade last year, um, allowing Dallas to get Luca, and they got Trey Young, and Trey Young seems to be working out just fine. I love Trey Young. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's funny because I was so opposed to getting him in Orlando, and then when he got picked, the pick before – I think I was really disappointed and ultimately realized Deep I think I probably wanted him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, still not – I'm okay with Mo Bamba. If you listen to this podcast, if you listen to this last year, I was not thrilled with that pick. But I, I, I came to terms with it about a week later. We were talking about this before we came in here. That's always what I do. Like, I, 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 the draft happens. I hate whoever they pick. And then I talk myself into it. So Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way, like – Right when the Bulls picked Kobe White, I sent out some angry Garpax tweets. And then by the end of the night, I was like, oh, like, he seems like a really good teammate. Like, maybe, like, I like his personality. Maybe he'll be good. Uh, but I, I'm still not happy, really, with it. Right. Like, and the thing is, like, I always think people are like, oh, like, you're bashing this kid, like, on his draft night. But, but here, I mean, the, the real thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not bashing the kid, like, he's, I'm sure he's a great dude. I'm, you know, he'll, I'm sure he's a fine basketball player, obviously. I'm more upset with my management for yes. taking somebody that I didn't want that highly. So, no, I, I'm, I'm totally um, in agreement with you there. Um, looking at, like, the rest of the board here. So, like, we get outside of the lottery, outside of the top ten. Um, who do you, who's, like, kind of your, like, surprise possible, like, impact player? Like, a guy that, that – you know, maybe went late that you think is actually going to be um, much better than his draft position would indicate. Uh, for sure, Brandon Clark uh, from Gonzaga. Memphis got him at 21. They got him and John Morant. Like, I think they did the best job of the night, in my opinion. Brandon Clark, I had him at number four on my board. I mean, he's, he's old. That's the knock on him. And he used to have a horrible form on his jumper. It's still not perfect, but he's improved a lot. So that's encouraging to me. He was a fun college player to watch. Yeah. I mean, he played in a weaker conference, and he's old. But, I mean, his stats are insane. He's extremely athletic, and he has a, a feel for the game if you watch him. Yeah, I think – I mean, like, the, the Gonzaga thing is always interesting because, yes, they play in a weak conference, but they're always good every year. They always make noise in the tournament, which I guess might be easier to do when you play a weak schedule all year. You guys are maybe a little more rested. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought he's had a pretty good college career – there have been a decent amount of guys from Gonzaga that have had, like, pretty solid careers. No, like, yeah. not a ton of guys who have been, like, elite players, but, like, Ronnie Turioff played for, like, 12 seasons. Uh -huh. um, um, Sabonis right now in oh, yeah, Indiana is just killing it. So, but like, And then Rui Hachimura, his teammate, going number nine. Like, I thought Clark is much better than Hachimura. Like, I would also agree with that. I'm low on Rui. I mean, yeah. That was a – I think that was – I think that was the, – the Hachimura pick, I think, was my, my, like, biggest reach of the night. Like, that's a guy that – if you if that's who you want, trade down. Like, get some more assets and pick him at 15. Yeah, I mean, I saw, like, a bunch of mocks at him at, like, 11 or 12 or something. 
for Hachimura. So I mean, maybe they were really worried if he'd go there. But, You're the only mock draft I look at, so <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm lo- think, I'm loyal. I think I had him. In, I think I might have had him at eleven or twelve. So because that's that's just what the consensus seemed to be. Um, I disagree with it. I had him in the twenties. Um, it's just rebounding and defense are lacking, and not really a three point shooter either. Right, which is why the I mean I, I realize that uh, Kawhi wasn't a like real like three-point shooter out of school and he struggled like his first year but um even then like he showed a more willingness to shoot the ball which I think is interesting because like there's no three-point shooting there like I don't know one thing that he does at like an elite level that you say hey this translates really well to the NBA yeah I mean he's I think he scored pretty efficiently but it's just I don't know a bunch of guys can score uh um that's okay. I'm over here sneezing, so it's fine. Um, so talk to me about 16. So Chuma Okiki. Um, I liked him. I thought he would drop drop lower because of the ACL, which like NBA teams normally, I think, freak out too much about injuries like that, and and guys slip more than they should. Um, when it's just like a, I mean, I don't I don't think Okiki has like a chronic long term problem really. I mean, I think guys can recover from ACLs so. I liked him. I thought he would fall to like end of the first round, but so I, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the magic taking him there. I, at first I was very, I was, I was pretty disappointed in that pick. Um, I like, as mentioned, I wanted Cam Johnson um, just purely from like, he's a shooter, yeah, which is what like the a well, yeah. glaring lack of shooters on the team. Um, the one thing about Okiki is he reminds me actually a decent amount of Aaron Gordon. Uh, I'm like, we kind of have like the same player on the roster, but two Aaron Gordons is not a bad thing to have. Um, he also like, you know, w- probably won't play this season. Like, I mean, I guess there's a chance with the ACL tear guys come back from that a lot quicker. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like at, at this point, like you just take, you know, you're out of the lottery. You finally have been, you kind of have the luxury now picking who you want to, instead of like trying to get somebody who's got like boom potential really. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I really like, I, we really, really need wings in Orlando, like really, really, really bad. And we need a point guard. Um, but you know, like as far as picks go, there were a lot of worse ones we could have made. So yeah. I'll live with that. Yeah. Um, what do you think about who, who do you have like biggest? Well, actually one, another one I want to talk about is Tyler Harrow at Kentucky. Um, or from Kentucky it, to Miami, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels like a pick that could have – like that has like boom potential sort of written all over it, in my opinion. I think he's actually going to be better than his draft position. Yeah, I mean, he's a great shooter. Uh, I think that's fine to pick him there. Um, I haven't watched him too much, but his stats are, his stats are good. He doesn't sound like a guy from Wisconsin. I, that's the first time I heard him speak. Did you see the draft? I did watch the draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought he uh, like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what I expected when they interviewed him, but it was, it definitely wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. um, so like what I was going to ask though, prior to that is who, where, who's the biggest bus potential on this board? That's tough. Um, maybe Garland. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, as I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's, that's just, I mean, you, we, we don't have anything to go off. We have yeah. five games. 
five like non-conference games at that. So it's not even like he was playing like the best of competition while putting up. I mean, solid numbers, but like mostly just scoring. And the cat, like the Cavs, took Sexton last year, and it, I mean, I, I don't want to criticize them for. Uh, I mean, they they apparently just took the best player available in their mind, and, and despite the match with the roster, so I don't, I, I can't. But like the, the Sexton Garland backcourt does sound awful to me. Um, so they've got to do something about that. I think. I agree. Yeah, I kind of – I honestly forgot about Colin Sexton. Hand up, I didn't watch a lot of Cleveland Cavaliers basketball (laughs) last season, so – He ended the season okay, but, like, I didn't like him coming out of school, and and that's just going to be the worst defensive backcourt in the NBA, like, no question in my mind, if they they played next to each other. Yeah, maybe, like, probably just ahead of of Dame and CJ. Yeah. Which I love those two guys, so I don't mean to – no, but, this is like the homeless man's Damon CJ. I think, <laughs> they can, I think they're already comparing themselves to that. I like that. That's good. Um, obviously, like, I, you want all these guys to play well, but, you, I mean, you got to break it down a little bit. Yeah. But then once, once you, like, form an opinion on somebody, like, I do find myself, like, sort of rooting for those opinions to be true at times. Oh, uh, no, 100. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's – we'll see. I think, like, one that always gets me is uh, – is, Kawhi, um, who I, I said would be a better offensive Andre Iguodala, which is, is yeah. true. It's yeah. not incorrect. I just really didn't think that this was I, – like, I never thought Kawhi Leonard was going to no, play like this. I don't think anyone did, really. Like, if you look at his college stats, like, they're not – there's nothing, like, special about him, really. Um, so, it's hard to, like, try to, like, find the next Kawhi for me, like, there's not much to go off of. Right. I mean, you just like you just never know. It's it's honestly amazing. Like yeah. these guys that just like you know, like some guys that you just completely like. I, I can't think of like half the people that were drafted like six years ago, and there right. are a bunch of them have probably flamed out of the league by now, and they were first round picks. Like it's amazing. It's such a crapshoot, you know. Like yeah. obviously, GMs and scouts they do all this work, and I'm certainly not saying that they don't know what they're doing, but it, it, you just never know. Like work ethic you never really know like what you're gonna get guys who like will finally develop a jump shot I mean Kawhi was like a 23 percent three-point shooter in college yeah. and now look at him I like so everyone has this like consensus on Twitter is formed about all these guys and that's probably wrong half the time I'm guessing you know, like in long term like and I'm sure everyone's no one no one is close to being like very very accurate for everyone do it's, you it's hard to criticize too much <laughs> I agree. I do agree. Um, do you ever go back? I know you take your your mock down, um, but do you ever go back and look and see how close you were? Um, I guess so. Last year and this year now, I'm I'm saving at least where my big board ended up, and I guess I care more about that than the accuracy of my mock drafts. So okay. I don't really. There's a there's a website called like Wayback Machine. Yeah. That tracks like snapshots of websites over yeah. the, over the years so that I, I could look at that a couple i looked at that once i think for a few years ago and uh i think it was fine i think it's like in line with with most other mock drafts or maybe 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 above average i don't know we'll, see. we'll just say it was better than most <laughs> um so it's it's nice to know that you don't pull the the chad ford uh oh, no. and and go back and, and edit everything and <laughs> no. just be like look at how right yeah. i was and when that got that got exposed i think by the nba subreddit is where I at least first saw that. And I was just That's like, crazy. It, like, are you shocked though that an ESPN guy did that? 
like no, ESPN I mean, trying to give themselves a little more credibility. No, they're all about. I mean, those experts are all about like their the image and signing for looking looking right all the time. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I take the mock drafts down, but I don't hide them. I don't. I haven't deleted any tweets either. Uh, <laughs> that's, so res- like, that's in this day and age, it's respectable. <laughs> like I got a lot of uh, shit last year for for the I slammed the Kevin Knox draft pick when New York took him, and then I, I posted like uh, on my site I have strengths and weaknesses based on stats for players, and and uh, Knox was like all weaknesses except for his age, and so I posted that like imagine passing on Michael Porter for this and heard a lot from Knicks fans that night. And then during summer league, when he was like putting up just points, not even efficiently, like they were like all over me for, for, for how could I question this Kevin Knox pick? And then he sucked all season. Yeah. Terrible. It was terrible all season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think I need to, I, I think I need to creep your Twitter mentions more and just go in and see what, what people say to you. I'm actually fascinated There's by that. too crazy. I mean, the, the Knicks fans with Knox, that was the craziest it got. I mean, Knicks fans, I think it's just like Knicks fans are crazy in general, but yeah. you know, God bless them. They've, they've had a lot oh, of, yeah. you know, they're on the site a lot. It's it's, good. <laughs> <laughs> probably honestly, do you like, if you could pull up like a heat map of like where all your clicks come from, I'm guessing New York is probably pretty high. Yeah. So like when I started the site, it was all like Sixers, like Philly was like huge for me. And now they've, now that they're good, they're, they're still on my website a lot more than their team record would, would, suggest interesting so they've stayed loyal i love the philly fans um new york the last couple years has been huge traffic for me because i also have nfl and nhl and baseball um and so like the jets and the giants suck and then the knicks and then i guess the nets haven't been on much they haven't really had their picks for a while but (laughs) new york new york's been like lots of traffic it's like new york la and chicago i mean that's not a surprise just based on city size but um it also helps when they suck. Yeah, for me. I mean, when 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 big markets are bad, it's good <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. A lot of clicks from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting that you said you brought up the the Nets haven't had their picks for a while. Um, I'm gonna pivot away from the draft for just one second. Uh, the Lakers traded for Anthony Davis, which I haven't listened to the most recent episode of our own podcast. Which hand up, that's my I wasn't on it. It was just Jay and Nikki. Sorry, Jay and Nikki, you probably covered this, but. The Lakers got Anthony Davis and simultaneously gave up three first-round picks. Like way down the road. Like – And swaps. I feel like you're kind of mortgaging the future. Like, I mean, what Like, what are your thoughts on as, – as a dra- you are a draft guy, right? So, like – Yes, I am. Man. I mean, you, you are. <laughs> yeah. Like, what uh, – It's kind of strange, but yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on uh, the – like the the Anthony Davis trade, like you know, where are you kind of at as as far as that goes? Do you, I mean, do you think the Lakers won? Do you think the Pelicans won? Um, uh, I think the Pelicans did very well, like extremely well. And then I think the Lakers just did a Lakers thing. Like they'll probably be fine. They'll probably just sign some other star in twenty twenty three or whatever uh, in free agency or something. They just they always seem to find a way. But uh, they gave up a lot, and and there's a decent there's like a pretty decent chance that they'll be bad for a couple of those years lebron will be probably gone by the end and then if davis leaves they could suck yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it, it is i don't even know who is on their roster kyle kuzma yeah kuzma i just saw a report today they're gonna um sign J.R. smith 
<laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's true or not um, yeah the the situation in la that like i used to like the well i shouldn't say i used to like the lakers i used to like kobe so by you know de facto like rooted for the lakers just because i wanted to root for kobe um i really hate the lakers now so i honestly the lakers being terrible is fine with me oh yeah and it's good for me too although now all their picks are in new orleans and they don't have a lot of fans so that's new orleans is a foot is a football city although i mean a lot of young talent zion now yeah maybe they had anthony davis though for a while that's true still didn't fill the arena too much that's they'll, they'll, they'll sell out this year yeah, I think they definitely will. You have somebody to be excited about. I guess, you know, like you had Anthony roster, Davis yeah. to be excited about too. But I do I do think they have a pretty good roster. Um, I think – one thing I think is so big for them is that you have a lot of young players that they just traded for, and then obviously Zion, who they drafted. And you have a veteran point guard like Drew Holiday. I think that's so huge for young players is having a veteran point guard. Yeah, and they have Lonzo. <laughs> and, and Alfred Payton. <laughs> yeah. So – um, yeah, so I, I guess um, just to kind of maybe like wrap it up a little bit here, um, let's take a look. Let's should we pop into the? Can we look at, at your? Do you have your twenty twenty yeah, stuff up? Yeah, it's up. I don't know a lot about the players, but um, I've done a little research. So okay, the big board here. All yeah. right, so go ahead. So I mean, the top guy seems to be James Wiseman. Um, is Big athletic center on, on Memphis, playing for Penny Hardaway this year. Um, some YouTube highlights look good. I mean, that's about all I got to go off. Right. Of. I mean, we, we don't we don't have a ton a ton to go off of yeah. here. Um, I actually am looking at this right now, and I see uh, Trey Jones at fifteen, who is a guy I think is going to play his way into the top ten this season. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he can start hitting some shots, like he's he's a really solid player. Um, you see, see who's at number eleven. Oh, LaMelo Ball at 11. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? Like, I'm good for him. Like, I'll root yeah. for the kid. Um, God, I just hate his dad so much. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot's, this will change a lot throughout the year. Um, but, I mean, he's 6'6", and his brother's really good. So that helps my opinion of him. Uh, and we'll see how he does in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, – I feel like he's going to play there, like play well there. Um, RJ Hampton, obviously, not Australia, but, you know, yeah, very yeah. close in New Zealand. Um, I kind of love when these guys just don't go to college and go just play professionally. Like, I think it's I, – I, I really wish they'd just get rid of the age rule again. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to live for a, a year in New Zealand or like six months in New Zealand over like – Durham, North Carolina, maybe I don't know. Cash checks and play back. Like <laughs> yeah. you're you're making money too. Like you yeah. know you don't have to go to class, um, which I really didn't when I was in college anyway. So uh-huh. you know, um, but um, I, I just want to see. The only downside for for me selfishly is when they don't go to college. I don't. It's harder to get their stats and like compare it to other guy other prospects. Right. So like that's the only one downside. But that's just for like draft. It's also hard and stuff to watch yeah like you can't yeah, yeah. you know you got to pull up like youtube and the struggle with youtube is always like it's the highlights it's never like the game where they shot four of 16 from the floor and yeah. had 12 turnovers but no I, I i totally agree um there was one other question i was going to ask too which is not related to the 2020 draft but pop back to the 2019 results what team that was in the lottery this season and i'm, I'm like obviously the celtics 
got had the Kings pick, so they're not really in the lottery. The Kings were. Uh-huh. What team that was in the lottery this season will not be in the lottery next season? And what team was not in the lottery this season that's going to end up there oh, next season? Uh, uh, I mean, like, I like what the Hawks are doing for overall, but I don't know if they're going to go to the playoffs. Um, Dallas, maybe? I like that. Because they're probably going to sign somebody. They got Luca, Porzingis. We'll see how he looks. Um, yeah, but the West is so tough, though. I don't know. That's that's the thing. Like that is the the struggle. Like the Knicks aren't the Knicks aren't going to no, make the playoffs. I don't think the Bulls will either. I think the Bulls will probably pick like probably seventh again next year. <laughs> that's like the Bulls like are always like seven through twelve. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously the Derrick Rose pick. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't really like. Phoenix, no. Minnesota, I don't think so. I mean, there's not a lot of options. I mean, you could say, like, Charlotte's probably going to lose Kemba or, or might lose Kemba. It's hard to say. My, I mean, Miami and, like, Detroit, like, it's coin flip at this point. Totally. Like, that's not really – I don't know. I guess I don't really have an answer. It's, uh, it's Honestly, like, I, I asked that question thinking there would be, like, a pretty easy answer. And as I look at this draft board, I realize that, Holy shit! All of these teams are really, really bad, and will probably be really, really bad next season. What about New Orleans? Honestly, maybe. <laughs> There's a chance. What if Zion comes out and just averages like twenty and ten? He might. I think that's a good chance he does that. I really want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. If anything, just give me some like Sean Kemp like highlight dunks. That's like yeah. I, I'll I'll be fine with that. Um, as far as teams that didn't make it, if you tell me that you think Orlando's going to end up in the lottery next season, I'll never invite you back on. <laughs> There's a good chance. There really is. I mean, um, we. I, I think they overachieved a little bit this year, but making that playoff run and getting in, I think, was huge for them. Yeah. I think the, like, the fan base probably needed it. Uh, the players probably too. Trust me. We won one game. I did not even care. Like, the one game beating Toronto obviously was great in game one. I didn't even care if we got swept. I was just happy to be there and be watching playoff basketball. Actually, on the on the NBA homepage on my site, I have like projected uh, order for next year. Oh, already. let's take yeah, let's take a look so here. I, You've got well, I got the Spurs. I should probably put the Spurs back in the playoffs. I don't know. You've got Orlando at eleven. You're killing me. That's tough. <laughs> Sorry, that's tough. Cleveland at number one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, I I be hard pressed. Like Cleveland, New York, Phoenix. Like obviously, they all have the same you know odds. I can't argue with that at all um this all changed in a week though 100 percent. no yeah you're, you're you're certainly not wrong but um cool well yeah i don't know do you have anything else that you would like to cover yourself uh no i think that's I think we did a pretty good job cool um you want to plug yourself a little bit that sounds really sexual <laughs> sure. you got anything that you want to plug that uh, also sounds I mean, kind of sexual just tankathon.com and then on twitter it is at tankathon all right. Well, um, as always, you can follow uh, me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter at NBA pod. Um, go subscribe, give us five stars, leave a review. Tell us how much you love us. You honestly, you can insult me in the review. Just still give us five stars, please. Um, anyway, so yes, this was Matt Hoover. I'm Tad. Shout out Jay and Nikki who couldn't be here. This is NBA. We're out.